0: You talk about using data, uh, using the network now to provide the kinds of uh, city services and the types of experiences to uh, more facilitate our entrepreneurship, uh, to make our cities run better, to be able to roll out uh, safety features, emergency systems, things that we're going to continuously need as we become a more network place.
1: That's Lou Zaccarella, an author and co-founder of the Intelligent Communities Forum, on the promise of next-generation mobility solutions for smart cities. Today we're on the cusp of a new leap forward with 5G and Wi-Fi 6 technologies. And it's exciting to imagine what the future will bring. Especially for cities, as digital speeds accelerate, bandwidth expands, and latency lessens. After all, the city of the future could be dangerous, congested, and dirty or dynamic green and thriving. More and more digital technologies will be the difference. But meeting the demands of increasingly data-intensive solutions, everything from self-driving cars and distributed energy grids to heightened public safety and hyper-informed citizens will require a new dimension in wireless connectivity. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco. I interviewed a number of experts on smart cities and next-generation mobility solutions. They shared their insights on how 5G and Wi-Fi 6 will future-proof urban communities for the challenges that lie ahead as they transform the urban experience by enabling a cascade of game-changing technologies to reach their full potential. Technologies like AI, Internet of Things, edge computing and augmented and virtual reality, to name but a few. All those experts agree that while smart cities around the world have already demonstrated the profound impact of digitization on urban communities, the next wave of innovation will be even more data-intensive. Here's Brenda Germudson of Cisco's Public Sector Group.
2: Really the city use cases generally, everything from, you know, having to get the real-time data in in public safety to the connected vehicles piece to the connected intersections to The parking, connected parking, connected lighting, all of those really have that really heavy component of the connectivity layers.
1: To meet that demand, Wi-Fi 6 and 5G offer tremendous advantages, and each have their own unique strengths in complex urban environments. As Cisco CEO Chuck Robbins has said, Wi-Fi 6 and 5G are made to work together. So let's look at how each technology complements the other. Wi-Fi 6 excels in high-density local areas, making it ideal for a city's public transportation centers, malls, stadiums, campuses, and so on. It's relatively affordable to deploy, maintain, and scale, and offers up to four times the capacity of 4G networks. Not to mention its lower power consumption. Here's Derek Peterson, the CTO of Boingo Wireless, who spoke at a Cisco-led event.
3: Yeah, crowded environments are are obviously a big challenge and and I think that that's one of the key things is uh, we can't deliver some of the services you want to deliver so you can think about pathing and trying to do some VR pathing to be able to find your gate or find where the Starbucks is or, you know, do those different things. It's really hard to do in an environment where you have a lot of people trying to do that. With Wi-Fi 6, you're going to be able to enable those kind of great applications.
1: In cities, those great applications will range from immersive experiences for maintenance or medical workers to faster video analysis for public safety. Another benefit? Highly engaged customers, fans, and especially citizens. Sacramento leads the way. 5G, with its longer range, will extend high-speed, low-latency coverage to nearly every corner of a smart city. A few cities are already laying the foundation for the future. Sacramento, California is partnering with Verizon, Cisco, Ericsson, and others to build a 5G network. While for now it's mostly focused on the consumer market, Lewis Stewart, the city's chief innovation officer, is looking ahead to the kinds of Internet of Things solutions that will connect people, places, and things in exciting new
4: ways. Here in Sacramento, um, we're kind of... um, We're in in the 5G conversation as it it pertains to the customer experience, Uh, but where we're moving to very quickly is uh, the IoT part of that conversation Uh, because there's a lot of... uh, There's a lot of uh, development brewing here in Sacramento, and so there's a lot of opportunity um, to look at 5G as it pertains to to the IoT side of the house um, as we bring up uh, one of the largest infill projects in in Sacramento, uh, as we uh, look at our old Sacramento waterfront and revitalizing how we interface uh, with uh, one of our main assets, the river. Uh, with what we're doing with UC Davis around Aggie Square and and the corridors uh, surrounding Aggie Square, uh, there is a lot of opportunity uh, to look at infrastructure differently as it pertains to, to the IoT space.
1: Sacramento is committed to spurring growth, empowering citizens, and reducing climate impact, among other priorities. And Stewart sees the city's investments in 5G as insurance against future demands for higher bandwidth, greater speed, and lower latency.
4: With the current infrastructure that exists today, um, you know I think I think unless you're in a hardwire environment, you're already starting to see some some of the delays. You know now that that we're in this this world where everything has to happen now. Um, so, so I think there is uh, a place coming very soon where, with the current uh, current existing infrastructure, um, that you'll know, you'll start seeing you'll start seeing more delays. Um, but as we move into this this new place from connected infrastructure vehicles, uh, looking at video and, and traffic and all that other stuff, if we can actually move that to a uh, the, a more high speed network um, that, uh, is more dedicated to those purposes, um, you know, I think, I think that's, that's the evolution of this, and, and so that's, that's what we're trying to explore now.
1: The most data-intensive use case is everything from public safety and energy management to real-time traffic and transportation coordination will show the strain first. This is Boss Borsma, an author and managing director of Cities Today.
5: Now, there are going to be a number of IoT use cases where the bandwidth is larger, where you simply need to process a lot more data, a lot more devices at the same time, where LoRa and narrowband IoT are simply not going to cover the full job. And that's where 5G is is kicking in.
1: Easier, better, faster, and future-proof. Boss Borsma stresses that plenty of progress will continue on existing networks. But he cites the growing ecosystem of applications and solutions surrounding connected highways as one example where next-gen connectivity will shine.
5: I also think that 5G might become very relevant down the road where you're going to see a massive increase beyond initial, uh, the initial... Um, uh, uh, Deployment of solutions that are perhaps simply limited in the first phases in terms of the amount of devices connected, and so let let's say that that you get beyond pilot, but let let's say that you're going to have um, smart vehicles talking to light poles and traffic lights, for instance. Now at first, in, and and perhaps you know all regular. Road to vehicle and vehicle to vehicle communications. Now, if you think that through, then perhaps you're at first going to think of something like 300 sensors within a car, and perhaps like uh, 20 data streams that come from the roadside to the car. But in 10 years from now, that 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 may have 10, 10 doubled. That may have you know like double tenfold. And 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 then you're getting to a point where you're simply going to uh, ask too much from any more on narrowband IoT type of network. And this is where definitely 5G will pick
1: in. 5G can also simplify the process of tying such multifarious solutions together, while seamlessly complementing Wi-Fi 6 for a wide variety of city use cases. Either way, the network foundation is critical, added Brenda Mudson of Cisco's Global Public Sector Group.
2: The foundational aspect is really the network as well as the connectivity layer, because without that connectivity... We have nothing when it comes to the smart city application. So if we want to do something around smart parking or smart lighting or any of those, we always have to have that connectivity layer. And with 5G, it's top of mind for everybody in cities.
1: Between 5G and Wi-Fi 6, nearly every stretch of physical infrastructure in a city could be connected to the Internet of Things, from buildings, roads, and bridges to parking spaces and trash containers. Here's Sean Kirby, head of Connected Car Product Management at Cisco.
5: You know 5G gives a, a broader coverage uh, of infrastructure so that you don't have to have little bitty access points every few feet down the road necessarily Wi-Fi 6 is going to have its place absolutely in you know hard areas for cellular to cover with extremely dense devices and extreme high bandwidth situations but, but 5G gives us another dimension to kind of extend the Wi-Fi 6 goodness to all those other areas and, and achieve the ubiquity.
1: Connecting things to help humans. Despite the name, the Internet of Things is all about people. In cities, the real inspiration is to make communities more livable, breathable and thriving in effect, more human. Here's Louis Zacharell again. Because of
0: 5G, because of IoT and all these other buzzword technologies, we're now going to be able to reconfigure our infrastructures, again, to do so that we can do the kinds of things that we want to do uh, as part of our daily living to make our own personal experiences better that will then enable our economies to do the kinds of things that Uh, you know, we weren't able to do 15 or 20 years ago. So I think the creation of wealth, the ability to manage cities, and, you know, Kevin, I always talk about the ability to make any place a great place, are, are going to be increasingly enhanced.
1: For citizens, that means deeper interactions with one another, with government services, and with the environment around them. And much more of that will happen in the kinds of public spaces in which Wi-Fi 6 excels. Here's Derek Peterson from Boingo Wireless.
3: And the interaction between those devices is also key. So Wi-Fi 6 allows you to not just focus on your phone and staring down. Now you can interact with your watch, the the environment around you. And so that's going to be very important. So IoT and this Internet of Things is a big part of what's going to be enabled by Wi-Fi 6.
1: Zacharilla expects 5G and Wi-Fi 6 to drive advances in citizen participation and awareness, education, health care, security, and sustainability. Critically, these benefits will extend to the growing number of megacities in the developing world, as urban migration continues to surge and resources and infrastructures are strained to the limit. At the same time, Lou argues, greater connectivity outside the cities will make those areas more attractive and livable, thereby lessening the impact on urban areas.
0: So I think, I think those two elements, education and participation, uh, are going to be key. I also think it's going to uh, uh, enable people to move out of the cities and to go places um, and populate them. If they had the proper levels of connectivity, um, again, you could people could either stay there or work there and, and live there you know, in, with better qualities of life. And I think that's going to be an unintended consequence of this. Fourth thing, I think, is just security. Um, You know, again, you you talked about the uh, environmental crisis, um, also the immigration swelling. Uh, People define it as a crisis. Um, You know, the degree to which we're going to need to have data to manage the population flows, to know who's in our cities, uh, to make our cities more secure uh, and then sustainable. Uh, is going to be key. So, you know, when you, when you look at things as, as sort of functional as garbage systems, being able to use the networks to deploy quickly, to keep a, a neighborhood clean, to keep it safe, there's, there's nothing that actually restores the confidence that a place is working by being clean, by being safe. You know, uh, people do respond to that. And I think uh, 5G will actually enable that. Um, to go forward as the internet has begun to make a lot of important inroads.
1: Sharing energy and staying safe. Managing resources will be ever more critical in cities of all sizes. Distributed energy grids in which power is shared among end users from low use areas to high or from sunny to cloudy could be a great step forward. But they would be extremely data intensive. Emerging technologies like AI, blockchain, and edge computing would certainly play a role. But sharing second-by-second data around shared kilowatt hours or millions of micropayments would challenge many of today's networks. Here's Simon Young of Cisco's IoT Energy and Transportation Group.
6: There is now a broadening uh, of the market around something called microgrids. And again this is because technology has evolved and the cost of storage which is batteries has dropped dramatically Um, and also because grid uh, stabilization is reducing Um, and so now there's this sort of industry that's popped up that says hey if i can get commercial and residential people to not only have uh, generation but also storage, then there's a possibility that energy brokerage can take place and you have these distributed, what they call distributed energy resources, so renewable distributed energy resources um, that exist everywhere as opposed to centralised. And a new industry will pop up where you could start to sell your excellence energy whenever, based upon your storage, um, and have um, dynamic tariffs. So that, in order to do that, you would need data to work out and granular data to work out you know when's the best time to sell, you know what am I generating, how much have I got, uh, and enable those sort of functions. And previously to that, they they were using low speed communications, and um, and through the work that we we're doing, we're finding that you need high speed communications to enable that data to move quickly. Um, to uh, enable those sort of capabilities. And edge computing, Uh, they go hand-in-hand. Blockchain and some sort of edge computing, IoT, uh, backhaul is part of the actual application of these um, uh, use cases.
1: It's a great example of how 5G and Wi-Fi 6 would tie together multiple technologies, applications, and solutions into a seamless simplified whole. The same could be said for public safety or transportation, as diverse solutions interact via the cloud, sharing massive amounts of data in real time. Here's Gordon Feller, the co-founder of Meeting of the Minds on public safety, which he predicts will be a top use case for Wi-Fi 6 and 5G. I think
2: that public safety is going to get number one status. The speed of movement of large data sets like video packets, definitely. Um, But the ability to do rapid analytics in the cloud, that's certainly an attraction.
1: Craig Mathias, the principal of Farpoint Group, spoke at a Cisco-led event about Wi-Fi 6's ability to handle data-hungry facial recognition applications, especially in concentrated public spaces. And not all IoT is narrowband. I mean, yeah. think of automated, right. uh, automatic video, uh, image recognition, security application surveillance, yep. tremendous amounts of data, but it is machine to machine. There are no humans in the loop for those kinds of things. Without Wi Fi 6, that's going to be pretty challenging. Yeah. On the transportation front, Sacramento's Lewis Stewart paints a scenario in which massive data streams from rail, buses, bike shares, and connected vehicles all combine to create real-time overarching insights to untangle even the most convoluted and frustrating commuter rushes.
4: It is a good opportunity um, to really you know, uh, test the boundaries of 5G. Uh, in Sacramento, we're doing a lot of work in the, in the mobility space and, and looking at uh, looking at hubs of mobility, um, you know now we need to look at how that connects, or how what are the connection points between the rail that comes in uh, to light rail, to buses, to uh, you know uh, the, the the bike share, scooter share, which can be on the same network, um, which and you know autonomous cars connected, and then really for us, looking at how the streets roll out. Um, so, you know, if we, can, if we can actually have all these conversations at the same time um, internally and enable uh, 5G to do what it promises to do, um, I think you'll, you'll see some, some fantastic advances.
1: If you build the network, the growth will come. Stewart explained that a varied ecosystem of public and private sector organizations and investors, combined with political will, made the Sacramento 5G rollout a reality. And it's spurring interest in the potential of next-gen wireless to draw businesses and improve lives. For example, the city's 25-acre Aggie Square, which includes the UC Davis Health Center and campus, has been designated an innovation hub, and it's expected to draw businesses and tech startups. Here's Lewis Stewart on the future of Sacramento and the inspiration he draws from other great innovative cities.
4: And again, going back to the development opportunities here, um, you know, if we can actually look at, uh, you know, 5G as it pertains to business uh, and, and the new networks for IoT, uh, it's an excellent opportunity for businesses to to you know, start looking at Sacramento as a place to establish themselves uh, with, with the highest speed networks. That means that that we have to get all of our ducks in a row. So we look at Kansas City, we look at San Jose, we look at, at, you know, what's happening uh, in some other uh, great cities across the U.S. And while all those flavors may not necessarily be the Sacramento-specific example, uh, there's lessons to learn in in what's actually out there. Um, And... And it's interesting because this year, I think the focus uh, has shifted a little bit, and, and our level of ambition has gone up because we're starting to, to look at global cities uh, as as where we can draw inspiration from uh, as we build out what's next year. And so to be able to to be at the forefront of the five G conversations with with these companies uh, and and truly think about the, what's possible. Uh, And the benefits for the citizens, for the city, you know, and and the communities around Sacramento is fantastic.
1: Gordon Feller from Meeting of the Minds applauds the Sacramento model as a harbinger of what's to come for investments in next-gen wireless.
2: Infrastructure, of course, makes possible a lot of economic transactions. The digital overlay of infrastructure on top of the physical infrastructure whether it's a highway or an old electric grid or any other type of infrastructure like a water pipe or a gas pipe. You know, this is the power of infrastructure investing 5G style. It's a new kind of infrastructure investing that we haven't seen before. We will get more of it and there will be aggressive new investors who are basically gonna target their investment dollars to a 5G world. So it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of investments they decide to make that are 5G-powered in infrastructure, physical infrastructure.
1: As the history of digital innovation has shown, it's difficult to imagine the benefits that follow when speed and bandwidth accelerate. Given the leap forward that 5G and Wi-Fi 6 represent, it's exciting to imagine what the future will bring. Cisco's Sean Kirby concludes... And as the bandwidth becomes available, we're going to just keep coming up with applications that will will consume it on
5: positive stuff we're not even dreaming of today.
1: This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco. A very special thanks to my great guests for their wonderful insights. And here's hoping that your city is clean, safe, full of opportunity, and above all, smart.